professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm Dark Patriot number three. And I'm the Suicide Brunette Shane. Welcome to episode 93, Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular. Yowza, yowza, yowza. This was ECW's first super card. Ooh. It would take place on June 19th, 1993 at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 2300 Arena. That's what it's called now. I thought it was the 2300 Arena then, and now it's the ECW Arena. You have to hit 2300 to be called the 2300 Arena. And it had an attendance of 650 people. Not quite there. <laughs> I thought it was called the 2300 Arena because that was like its address. Oh, it I did not be. realize that. I don't know why it's called the 2300 Arena, yeah. but it was the ECW Arena while they were there. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I had it backwards. I uh, twisted, as they say. Don't get twisted. So it's an NWA supercard? Or like, what's the, the supercard part of it? They said it's interpromotional. It's basically naturally. like their pay per view, but it's not on pay per view at that point. But they just kind of like NXT's Halloween Havoc. Uh, That's a super yeah, card, okay. basically. Yeah. When you say super card, I just think like interpromotional. Interpromotional. Yeah, I mean, that's so. what most people think of. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Their big show. Their first really big mm-hmm. show, basically. And it says TVMA, so we're getting closer to maybe some extremity. A little bit. Potential extremity. <clears throat> there's some. There's some mature stuff on this episode for sure. But we're in Philadelphia, so that means Shane. Shane, oh Shane, what did you bring for us this time? That is the big question. Well, last time we were in Philly, we had pretzels. We've been there so many times. We have, and it's really difficult because (laughs) growing up, the only thing I ever really know of from Philadelphia is cream cheese and cheesesteaks. So trying to find something outside of those. And ECW. Well, yeah, an ECW. Looked it up, tried to figure out what are some, some staples of of Philly or Pennsylvania, and they list, you know, the the stuff I already mentioned, the the cheesesteaks, I guess Tasty Cakes is one thing, Mm. but one of the things that it popped up was their love of cannolis, so I I went to, I love me some cannolis. Yeah, totally. Uh, So I went to my friends over at uh, Ingrid's Kitchen here in Oklahoma City, and they have a lovely pastry case that uh, they make all of their own selections at. I got one of each. We have a, a original cannoli with just the, the basic Italian pastry cream. We had one that's a chocolate, and then also one that is raspberry, nice and, and crispy, dipped in chocolate. There's actual mini chocolate chips, and then it looks like cherries? Yeah, mine's got a maraschino cherry. Okay, in. I couldn't tell if that was cherry or if that was some sort of just like fruit filling that they had pumped in there inside of the actual pastry cream, but... Yeah, Ingrid's Kitchen here in uh, Oklahoma City. If you ever find your way here to Oklahoma City for some reason, yes, yeah, uh, you got to try one. I mean, they're they're awesome German food, anyways. But then their their pastry case is just ridiculous with Absolutely. 
cookies and cakes and bars and all kinds of stuff, and it's all Lions all made there. Tigers of the Bears. <laughs> oh my! I'm gonna take a bite of this chocolate one here while you guys uh, continue on as I chew. What is the Italian thing where you take the noodle and fill it with ricotta? I love it, manicotti. Manicotti. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, like fat boy manicotti. Well, while they're both chomping down on these delicious cannolis. Mm-hmm. Something that happened right around the same time as this show, Last Action Hero was released into theaters the day before. Hmm. Until I was, this is one of those movies that I would always watch on like cable, and until I got, until like years later, I realized that this movie did poorly and people hated it, but I always loved watching it. Like Every time it was on TV when I was little, it was probably like hot shot into like HBO or something. So I've seen this movie a bunch, like, never probably from beginning to end, but I've just caught so many chunks of it throughout my life that I just remember loving the shit out of it. I saw this in the theater, and I came out and was like, that was not good. Yep. Well. And I was, like, 12 years old at the time. <laughs> really? And even then I knew that this was not a good Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> no, I was, As a uh, kid, I just thought it was awesome. They went into the they went into the movie screen. That was all it needed to be for me. I, I was I mean, like, the, the idea behind it was great. Yeah. For me, it was like just, you only needed one thing to sell me on a movie when I was a little kid. And this one, it's that, like, Waterworld, and when he drinks his piss in Waterworld, I was like, well, this is already my favorite movie, and we're like three minutes <laughs> in. Uh so, like, it doesn't take much to sell me on a movie when I'm a kid. As long as, like, there's, like, one thing that, like, it gets seared into my brain, I, I was very forgiving. I mean, it's not so older that I became so critical of uh, entertainment. Yeah, I've never actually watched, <laughs> uh, sorry, I was staring longingly at my cannoli. I've never actually watched The Last Action Hero. It was just one, I remember when the previews came out, I don't think I could roll my eyes any harder at... This is also like the end of like the like Schwarzenegger like canonical run, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean this was you know, like the, the year after so like Terminator Re- Two. Yeah, like so he just did like Total Recall and like Terminator Two. Yeah, Turbo this was him gearing movies. up for like you know the next great classics of Kindergarten Cop, Cop and Junior and. This is when he goes comedy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he moves away from the. Arnold became a dad. Then we get what, like family friendly yeah, movies. Eraser. Some other movies nobody remembers. Hell, I'd watch Eraser every day over. Eraser doesn't he have like? Don't they have like a time gun? Something like that. It, so. Eraser. It sounds really cool. I think I've only ever caught the end of that movie. Oh. I like the idea of a time gun, remember, unless they pointed at Captain America. I remember Vanessa Williams just looking extra, extra, extra good in it. Vanessa Williamsy. Mm-hmm. So since we didn't all love this movie, let, let's give our favorite Schwarzenegger. Film. Oh, don't do this to me. Ooh, that's tough. My immediate thought is Total Recall or the first Terminator movie. See, I'm I, those were the two, but then the other one that was standing out is Twins. Oh, I've never seen Twins. <laughs> I almost watched Twins the other day. I haven't seen Twins. I'm going to go a completely different route. Junior? You like the one where he gets pregnant? True Lies. Uh, uh, there you go. I that's haven't watched True one. Lies as an adult, so I can't really... True Lies is and very it's, good. I think the only Cameron movie I haven't watched as an adult. And you're missing out. Yeah, It's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Terminators, Running Running Man's actually a favorite of mine as well. Yeah, Running Man's great. Um, I mean, when Tom Arnold wins a fucking Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor and knocks out all these big powerhouse names, you know they did something right. Yeah. I mean, I even like Running Man more than Total Recall. 
Oh, really? I know a lot of people... I forgot about Running Man. A lot of running people Man's like, really awesome. I'll say Running Man, and I'm thinking of Commando, and... There's Commando, so many good Schwarzenegger movies, it's kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, Predator, I can't, I can't Predator, believe I didn't Predator say Predator. Predator gets enough discussion on this podcast, so yeah. I wasn't even going to mention that one. I mean, I thought about Predator, <laughs> but, like, in my heart of hearts, it's, uh, like, I'm also the, one of the few people that is... I like Terminator over Terminator 2, even though I think Terminator 2... It's probably the better movie. I have more fun watching Terminator. Oh yeah, uh, Terminator One. I I'm love a whole you. lot more. Oh, okay, than Terminator cool. 2. I normally people look at me. Like, the and graphics like were good on Terminator Two, but Edward Norton or Edward Norton, Edward Furlong's <laughs> annoying voice for the entire movie, it it ruins the majority of the movie for me because he's just a whiny bitch through the entire thing. Yeah, Terminator One. It's all the miniatures. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's got like the slasher vibe, but it's not a slasher. Like another one of my favorite movies, Alien. Anyway, Last Action Hero, not top tier Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no, doesn't even crack the top ten, but might be lower five. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, let's see if this show is hopefully not in the lower five. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the ECW arena, we get Jay Sully and Todd Gordon welcoming us to the show with some fans behind them, and then we get the logo and video package come on the screen. What if they're both, like, illegitimate children of Gordon Sully? <laughs> both of them have more personality. Yeah. And that's hard for Jay Sully. <laughs> but we go right into our first match. J.T. Smith versus Superfly Jimmy Snuka for the ECW Television Championship. And we get Sign Guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, there, and the, the sign in this one says... Sully must go. Hey, so feels the same way you do. We do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, JT gets the the big baby intro. High fives for all. Pauly dangerously joins Sully for commentary for the match, and it gets going with Smith getting a flurry of offense in early, hitting shoulder tackles, hip tosses, and a body slam to force Superfly out to the floor to regroup. And once back in the ring, JT cradles up Snuka for a two count. Follows it up with a crossbody for a near fall. Superfly takes over with a shot to the gut, a knee breaker, and continues to go after the knee with a tackle to the back of the leg. Several more kicks to the leg, and Snooka hits a pile driver, a backbreaker, and the Superfly splash for the pin and the win. Superfly heel, Superfly in heels, he's got boots on and he's a heel. What's going on here? The world is topsy turvy. It's, it's. I mean, it's, we it's find out that he's meme all over again. <laughs> he's with uh, <laughs> like you know, Polly's his. He's part of the danger. His, his, his yeah, his handler. But uh, you know, Polly's not out here with him yet, because we're gonna see some more Superfly. So we're going to our second match: Larry Winters versus Tony the Hitman Stetson in a first blood match. You can't be the Hitman. Sorry, Tony. No. Yeah. Yeah, Tony the total package Stetson. <laughs> yeah, you can't be the hitman yeah. walking down the ring wearing hammer pants. Yeah. Looking like, I don't even know. Tony the turd Stetson. Yeah. Come on, dog. Hitman, my ass. Stetson attacks Larry as he's making his way into the ring, hitting punches, chops, and knee drops, followed by a flying forearm. And we find out these guys were a former tag team. Yeah, we, saw, we actually saw on the last Hardcore yeah. TV, mm-hmm. they were in a... Battle Royal and 
one of them pulled the other one out of the ring to keep him from winning. Yeah. Is this what set it off? This is part of it, I guess. Ooh. That's what set him off, yeah. Body slam and the hitman goes up top to hit a leg drop, then removes a turnbuckle pad. We want blood. We want blood. Stetson with a headbutt goes to slam Winter's head into the exposed turnbuckle, but Larry blocks and reverses, ramming the hitman's head multiple times. Oh, I hate it that you call. I hate when you call him the hitman. Winters then comes off the top with a double axe handle, and they brawl on the mat, only for Stetson to get the edge, hitting a flying clothesline. Hard Irish whip into the exposed turnbuckle by Tony goes up top again, only for Larry to press slam him off the top. I thought you were going to say not the hitman. <laughs> Winters with the beat down using several kicks. Irish whips into the exposed buckle and a clothesline. When all of a sudden, the Rockin' Rebel comes out and is on the apron to distract Larry. Not the Rockin' Rebel. <laughs> Stetson pulls a chain out of his tights and nails Larry across the forehead. No! The ref finally checks the forehead and sees blood and calls for the bell. If you want blood, we've got it. Even if it's not visible on no, screen yeah, at all. No, yeah, exactly. Us. It's like first blood. How about a last blood match? We need to see some blood. Post-match, Rebel and the not-so-hitman continue the attack with a double clothesline. But then Winters is able to thin them off with a double noggin knocker. Do you think that ECW ever used that ACDC song? Feels like just perfect for it. I mean, it, it would be a good one. blood, we got it. They might have at some point. We'll have to be on the, the lookout and listen. It will definitely be edited on the uh, network, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. They don't, they, yeah. Well, I don't know. They're, they don't, yeah. they're, they're ACDC fans now because, you know, they have the theme song for SmackDown. So oh, okay. You may. Yeah. Maybe we'll get it back. Yep, all owned by Walmart. <laughs> so we got our third match. Miss Peaches versus Terrible Tigra. In a cat fight humiliation match. And boy, is she ever. Alright, I mean, you know. It's, it's, this is one of the ways ECW made the bread and butter. It was on some TNA. Mm-hmm. So you win the match by stripping your opponent down to their undergarments. Loser date Sully. Again. The sign guy has a new sign. He's uh-huh. says, saying, we want skin. I'm sure you do, bud. Wonder if we'll get any. So a cat fight ensues with Peaches slapping Tiger, followed by Tiger returning the favor. Tiger starts running away and around ringside to get away from Peaches, which happens multiple times. Once back in the ring, Tiger rips off Peaches' shirt, goes after the shorts, when Peaches shows Tiger off, ripping her shirt off. And they're like taking clothing items off but the women are not um nude at the moment no, just no. Uh, they, just uh, just so you know they have their undergarments on yeah yeah they have off. like they have like shirts on top of like wrestling gear kind of thing going on again tiger goes running but once she comes back in she gives a knee to the gut only to the leave and head back to the locker room again I've had but, enough of this shit but tiger is met in the aisle by another young lady who forces her back into the ring who might this be i have no clue me neither I do. Oh, really? Who is it? I looked her up. All right. Well, like, literally, tell me. Yeah, we don't know. I could not find Angel. She has <laughs> a few different, a few different last names that it was listed under, but yeah. apparently she goes on to be known as the Virgin Princess or something like that. <laughs> in... we'll, we'll show up later on in the year in more 
ECW guess, stuff. fashion. Yeah. At this point <laughs> in ECW, all women only have one name. Yes. Peaches, Tigra, Angel. <laughs> but after Angel forces Tigra back into the ring, Peaches rips Tigra's shorts off mm-hmm. for the win. Yeah. Sure, but like, I just assumed that it was. I mean, granted, of course, I don't want people to be torn their clothes torn off. But it's like, oh, I guess that was a win. But you're gonna hate the late '90s and WWE. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, no, I I know. (laughs) Oh, I know what it is. I was I was watching intently at the time. Angel comes into the ring to celebrate with Peaches, and Miss Peaches takes the mic when all of a sudden Tony Stetson and Rock and Rebel jump in the ring. Pull the top off of Angel. Yeah, yeah, that's some fucked up. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have anything underneath. No, yeah. no, we get the we get the 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 blur on on already blurry show because this is a VHS rip. And they start harassing her until the Sandman and Larry Winters hit the ring to drive them away. Peaches being Sandman's uh, shoot wife. The only thing I can say about this match is that the twelve-year-old in the front row got the show of his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I when I was like watching it, I was like, "Well, I guess those two girls didn't want to get naked, so maybe they hired a stripper to so to like for very, them to get their shirt pulled off at the end." That was my assumption, or at least hired somebody that was more comfortable with the the angle or whatever. Thought it was a thing no. that happened, and we watched it. Instead, they got a girl gone wild who is barely legal, it seems. And uh, of course, we get cat calls as uh, mm-hmm. she leaves the ring. Well, it's a cat fight. Cat calls are expected. Come mm-hmm. on now. So we're headed to our fourth match. Iron Man Tommy Cairo versus Superfly Jimmy Snuka with Paul E. Dangerously for the ECW Television Championship. So did they ever explain why Snuka is defending the title twice? For an extra 50 bucks? Bingo. Okay. Oh, because we're in a bingo hall? <laughs> <laughs> So you might have noticed that Cairo has a title belt on his shoulder. It was the ECW Pennsylvania State Heavyweight Championship. Oh. I think I got all that. But this match, only the television championship was on the line. And Terry Funk joins Ooh. the commentary table. Love him. I love Terry Funk, but he is least exciting man on a microphone. Oh, come on. Oh, come just... on. Listen, Terry. The two men take forever circling each other, so it gives Funk time to give us a preview of his match later on in the show. You, you know, you got to get yourself over sometimes. You're the only person that's going to get you over, right? If you can't get yourself over, who will? I mean, Sully's definitely not getting anyone <laughs> over. A test of strength when Cairo takes Snooki over with a back body drop, multiple arm drags, a body slam, and a spinning heel kick. Sending Superfly out to the floor to regroup. Once back in, Snuka goes for a back body drop, only for Tommy to reverse it into a sunset flip. But Superfly sits down on him, then Cairo rolls him over for a two count. Snuka with multiple big chops sends him out to the ropes, but misses a clothesline, only to receive a drop kick and a vertical suplex from Tommy. A back body drop by Cairo sends Superfly to the corner. Charging in with a back elbow, followed by a body slam, which sends Snooka back out to the outside to regroup. Tommy then brings Superfly back into the ring with a vertical suplex for a two count. Great spot. We all have that spot. Cairo starts running the ropes when Paul E. trips him up. No. Snooka makes the cover with leverage for the pin and, and the win. win. 
damn you psycho yuppie. It was nice that <laughs> that Jimmy, you know, even though he won, he was on the defense most of the time. That's nice of him to do for old Tommy C. Yeah. He's a super fly snooker. He doesn't I mean, have to do anything. Technically, yeah. his two matches were completely different because he didn't he didn't just spam every single no, thing no. with both matches. So you know. he seems he seems to be a team player. But I mean, what choice do you have? You should be in jail for murder. So then we go to our fifth match. <laughs> Sorry, you can cut that if you need to. Rock and Rebel yeah. <laughs> versus the Sandman in a Philly street fight match. Sandman got new clothes. Woo! He? he wasn't still in his. He has more Sandman-esque gear. Yeah, it's he's, not. He's quite... not wearing the. He wasn't singlet. in the bodysuit still. No, he like runs out with like a shirt on, basically, and pants, and, pants, and uh, he runs to the ring to get to get it started hot because it's a yeah. Philly street fight. But it made me feel good to not see him in that awful purple thing, just yep. holding holding them together. As you said, Sandman attacks as soon as he jumps in the ring, quickly dropping. The rebel with the DDT starts choking him with the shirt before tossing him over the top rope, even Sandman hanging pose. him for a, a moment. Funky DDT too. I was trying <laughs> to figure out because I read on the notes that it was DDT, but then I was remembering as I watched it was I don't even know what the hell it started out as. It didn't really look like a DDT. It was a uh, let's just say sloppy, Sandman. Sloppy. Sandman is not the crispest yeah. of wrestlers. Yeah, I mean. It's like it started out as the shake, rattle, and roll from Honky Tonk Man and then turned into a DDT in a way. Yeah, it was a shoot DDT. <laughs> it's not supposed to be crispy. Sandman continues the attack with a body slam on the floor, running Rebel into chairs and guardrails. Back in the ring, Sandman's tossing Rocking Rebel all over the place, charging in only to receive a boot to the face. And Rebel then comes off the second rope with a bulldog. Rock and Rebel then goes to the corner, takes a bite out of an apple. In- interesting gimmick choice. I yeah, literally had no clue what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell because of, you know, we're just got a hard cam. It's a VHS rip. I mean, they had they, to tell me it was They an basically apple. hadn't told me that it was I would an not apple. even notice that. Yeah. A swinging neck breaker and a side slam before tossing Sandman out to the floor, where Rebel grabs a chair, swinging it. But Sandman ducks, and the chair bounces off the ropes, hitting <sighs> Rock and Rebel in the face. It's the good stuff. Sandman then picks up the chair and uses it a few times across the head and back before rolling Rebel back in. Mm. This is the first of many headshots we'll see with a chair, but yeah. they just look so much grosser as an adult than they did as a child. Softening us up. Sandman with the body slam goes up top, coming off with a flying clothesline. But Rebel pulls the ref into the way. No. Tony Stetson then jumps in the ring to attack Sandman, only to receive a DDT and be thrown out of the ring. Get out of here. Tony, that's what you get for calling yourself the hitman. Son of a bitch. Sandman then hits an atomic drop in a clothesline when a young blonde rolls into the ring. Did you know who this was? No, I did not look her up. I don't know who this is either. Peaches too? (laughs) Maybe. She's trying to wake up the ref <laughs> while Sandman comes off the top rope with a one-legged drop kick. <laughs> Single-leg shotgun drop kick. <laughs> no one should ever have to say that. Single-leg shotgun drop kick. He basically falls with one foot out. Yeah. Like we said, Sandman's not the crispest. <laughs> yeah, I just loved, I loved getting to write single shotgun drop kick, drop kick in quotations. <laughs> 
Sandman makes the cover, but the ref is still out. So Sandman goes over to the girl to find out what's going on, when she starts spraying him with something in his eyes, which allows the rebel to whip Sandman with his belt, cradling him up for the pin and the win. This is the Aquanet finish. That was like, yeah, the, the <laughs> most hilarious finish of, I'm going to spray you in your face, and then it was just this one quick whip with the belt. And... Mm-hmm. I like this for its absurdity, and the fact that it's not good is why I like this. <laughs> Bad DDTs and one-legged dropkick. <laughs> one-legged dropkick really puts it over the edge for one of my favorite things I've seen in a minute. But to top it off, post-match, as the lady, young lady's leaving, Funk mentions she doesn't like, he didn't like the young lady's actions, but he liked her looks. <laughs> That's Creep, fucked up. Creepy old man. <laughs> He's just being honest. I've heard, I've heard worse. That's true. So we're headed to our sixth match. Dirty Dick Murdoch versus a mystery opponent. In a special challenge match. With Paul E. Dangerously. I love that. Is Eric back again? <laughs> it might be. Uh, no, it's not. From the dead. dead. Um, I love that. Oh, yeah. This all. Between each match, there's just like your infomercial, like blue screen. Yeah. And then it says, like, each. Match has like some sort of special title. Like this is a special challenge match. It's like, you know, Philly street fight, but it's like in yellow and then the blue. You you all know the exact like font that I'm talking about. That's a fun touch because it's just all taped and then that makes edited together. Like, like probably all trail. on like an, the same camera that has like After Effects in it. <laughs> it's good stuff. So before the match, Paulie explains that. It was supposed to be Dark Patriot, but he's over in Japan, so he's not there. But there's more than one Dark Patriot. Yeah, my uh, older brother, Dark Patriot number two. Murdoch gets in the ring and shoves dangerously, which brings out Dark Patriot two. Don't ask, couldn't find out who Dark Patriot two was. It's my older brother. His name's Philip. All right. Philip Temple. You have a better clue than I do. Dark Patriot 2 attacks from behind, laying it in with big right hands, headbutts, body slam for a two count. Head slams into a turnbuckles, Irish whip, but Patriot 2 runs into a back elbow. And Dirty Dick finally gets his jacket off to deliver a drop kick and elbows to the forehead. And uh, Terry Funk loves Dirty Dick, and as much as he loves his friend, he loves calling him names. Calls him the human idiot, which I thought was a horrible insult, and I loved it. But there's he's just constantly, he's like, oh, I love him. I love him. He's an idiot. And then he's talking about how much he loves him, and then calls him, finds another interesting way to call him stupid. Murdoch with knee drops across the back. Big right hands send Patriot out to the floor. Dirty Dick continues with elbows across the throat when Patriot nails Murdoch across the head with the apple. Ah. <sighs> It might have been a potato, but it sure wasn't an apple. Thanks. Thanks, Funk. Patriot in control with elbows and a chin lock, only for Dirty Dick to fire up with some rights, lefts, and an elbow drop for a two count. Murdoch tries for a shoulder tackle, but Patriot blocks and the two start brawling, only for Dirty Dick to win the exchange with quick jabs. Murdoch then telegraphs a back body drop allowing Patriot to kick him before tossing him out to the floor. Patriot drags Dirty Dick back to the apron, lifts him over for a body slam, but Murdoch holds on to cradle Patriot up 
for the pin and, and the, the win. win. Terry Funk having a blast in this match on commentary. Just talking shit on his buddy. Talking about how dumb he is. He's red as a beast. Yeah, I still can't find any any further info on Dark Patriot 2 either. He And then this is where Terry Funk has to go get ready for his match. And for some reason, as he leaves, yells, yowza, yowza, yowza. Which is why I said that at the beginning of the show. Because I was like, who says that at all? What a weird thing to do here. So we're off to our seventh match. Oh no. The Suicide Blondes of Sir Jonathan Hotbody and Sir Richard Michaels. And Hunter Q. Robbins III versus Wildman Sal Balamo, Super Destroyer 1, and Stevie Wonderful in a six-man tag match. Oh no. Oh no. Six-man tag match with a bunch of guys that I don't know? I know Sal because he fucking... He's on every ECW show you've watched. Yeah, and he just gets... His gimmick is terrible, his name is terrible, and his stupid, like, gladiator outfit is horrendous. (laughs) But Joey Styles joins Sully at the commentary booth. Oh my god. This is his debut. Uh, Whoa. And I... That was... Is that why we're watching this show? (laughs) <laughs> the debut of old Joey S. And Styles starts laying it in on Todd Gordon, the president of ECW, which I was like, I don't know if that's a smart move considering it's your <laughs> first time on the mic, but... Sounds like a Joey Styles thing to do, though. Yeah. Sully tells us that Wonderful has replaced Destroyer 2 in this match. Damn it. Not really sure where Destroyer 2 is, but we're going to get Stevie Wonderful instead. What if, and just what if, Destroyer 2 took the night off and became Dark Patriot 2. Oh. Could it happen? It could have very I was going to go a different route. Possibly possibly been. Been. What if Dark Patriot 1 is Destroyer 2? Oh. I know it's and not And he's in Japan. I know, I know. I know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny that Because the, the original different, Dark different Patriot ideas is about it. Doug Gilbert. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And Doug Gilbert actually was in Japan at this time. So is the Dark Patriot and the Patriot the same person? No. Okay. That, that's the part I've been wondering because, yeah, I've never... This was my first experience with, with the Dark Patriot. Dark Patriot. <laughs> yeah. It might be your last. I don't <laughs> oh, know for man. So Michaels and Destroyer start us off with Richards working the arm until Destroyer uses his power to fight out. Styles brings up Chris Candido, who is also supposed to be in this match, but they don't mention where he is. And it's because he had left the company and was with Smoky Mountain Wrestling at this time already. Ah, cool. Good choice, bud. Michaels then gets caught in the wrong corner, but ends up fighting his way out. Balamo comes in with an arm drag, snapmare, drags Michaels over to the corner so he can tag Robbins. But Hunter drops off the apron. I'm sure there was a storyline reason for this, but no clue why. Joey don't know. It's a dissension in the ranks. Destroyer with shoulder blocks, tosses Richard to the corner once again, and both Hotbody and Robbins drop down once again. Michaels fires out of the corner with a kick to the gut, elbow across the neck, which allows Hunter to tag in, only for Destroyer to just lift him and toss him back to his corner. Wonderful tags in, chasing Robbins, but Hunter makes it to his corner to tag in Hotbody. But once Balamo's tagged in, Johnny's back starts hurting. So he tags in Michaels. Wildman with a snapmare starts wearing Richards down with a chin lock, 
hits a drop kick. Destroyer with a running power slam and Insiguri before hitting a reverse DDT. That Insiguri, I found surprising. Especially for a guy named Destroyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Balamo comes back in to continue the attack, but gets taken into his opponent's corner, where Hunter and Hotbody start choking him. The blondes start working double teams on Wildman before Robbins joins them for a triple team as well. The ref finally gains some control when Jonathan catapults Balamo into the bottom rope. Ah, uh, that like monkey flip into the bottom rope. Fun stuff. Wildman finally breaks free from the corner with a double clothesline on Michaels and Hunter, making his way to the corner for the hot, hot tag. tag. Destroyer with a body slam on Richards. Balamo sends Hot Body out to the floor while Wonderful is brawling with Robbins on the outside, delivering an atomic drop. Destroyer hits a somersault senton, followed by a wild man splash for the pin and, and the win. win. It was a team pin also, which was weird, but why not? It was nice. I'm going to say considering the people that were in this match. Better than you thought? It's better than it should have ever been. Yeah. Plus, how nice was it to hear Joey? I think that's Probably part, part of, of it. Yeah. Part of the reason why. And also, was. Joey's not quite the Joey you know yet, but yeah. it's there, and like he's still good and interesting. Yeah. And then we're off to our main event, the eighth match. Hot Stuff, Eddie Gilbert with Paulie Dangerously versus Terry Funk in a Texas chain match. Massacre. Massacre to be named the King of Philadelphia. Yeah, the Vic T C M M T B N T K O uh, Yeah, see, I totally lost it. What? Yeah, that's what I was trying for. Mm. Exactly what he the, said. The king of the yeah. The king the yeah, the cheesesteak champion. <laughs> Todd Gordon has now joined Sully for commentary and he gives the rules, which are basically traditional chain strap match rules where they have to touch all four corners. Yeah, my favorite kind of match. It, it is your favorite kind of match. Is it? Oh, you know. I just love when people have to touch all four corners while being tied to the other person. Is it your test of strength? No. It's worse. <laughs> Eddie's refusing to get attached to the chain, going out into the crowd, grabbing a chair, tossing it into the ring. Is this the blow-off of, like, they've... they've Headlined an ECW show before, right? Yeah, they they were the last last big show show they had. They finally get attached, and Gilbert unintentionally touches three corners before they even lock up. (laughs) And I was all like, "Just, just roll over to the other one, dude." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just be done. Yeah, do your like bam, bam, roll. We'll just we'll be good. I'm good with this. We just finish right there. But Eddie sends Funk out to the floor, only to be yanked over the ropes as well. Terry's got the chain wrapped around his fist, laying it in on the forehead of Hot Stuff. And once back in the ring, Gilbert, with the body slam, starts punching away the chain, allowing him to touch a pair of turnbuckles. But Funk breaks the count with a body slam and whipping the chain across the stomach of Eddie. See, I feel like that if we're going to do these rope things, just make sure Terry Funk's on one of the ends of the rope. Because yep. this, is, this is where Funk thrives, being a greasy boy. Terry wraps the chain around the throat, lifts him up onto the shoulders, hanging him, which allows Funk to touch three corners until Hot Stuff delivers a right hand to break the momentum. 
Yeah, we, whenever we have a match like this, we should always see how long it takes to get to the, uh, the hanging spot. This one was pretty early. Sign guy has a couple of very aggressive signs in the crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. One saying, kill him, mm-hmm. and the other one saying, smear the... You know, the game you played in, like, second grade. You didn't quite understand what it meant. You just knew you had to tackle the guy with the ball. Exactly. Fine. King of the Hill. I, I, that's the nicer name. Let's yeah. call it King of the Hill. The two men head out to the floor where Terry gets busted open on the timekeeper's table before they fight around the ring a bit more. Once back in the ring, looks like Gilbert is about to win when Funk is able to pull him back. But Eddie is still laying it in with right hands, only for Terry to come back with big lefts to bust hot stuff open. If you want blood, you got it. We got it. Back you out, got it. We got it. Back out <laughs> to the floor. It. The two fight into the crowd and towards the entranceway where Funk just continues to lay it in with chain whips before he starts to drag him back to the ring, hitting Gilbert with the ring steps. That was fun. I like those little tiny ring steps, too. They're cute. Back in the ring, the two are fighting in the corner when the ref is pulled in as well and hit from behind by a chain-wrapped Eddie Fist, which phases him. Like, he literally kind of no-sells it Yeah, I know. I was very caught, like, off guard by that. I was like, okay, well, here's my ref bump. And I was like, where's the ref bump? <laughs> Terry hits an atomic drop and starts dragging hot stuff around, touching one, two, three. A new ref, Kevin Christian, comes in to take the place of the hurt one. Almost to the fourth turnbuckle, but Gilbert Loblow stops the count. Eddie then starts going for corners himself, getting three, when Funk pulls him back and begins to fire away with right jabs. Terry starts coming for the corners, getting three really quickly, when Paul E. jumps on the apron to distract the ref, so he doesn't see Funk hit the fourth corner. And Todd Gordon is going crazy on commentary. (laughs) It's like, he's the king of Philadelphia! Cheesesteaks on the house! (laughs) The timekeeper even jumps up and is telling the ref what happened. But he's all, I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Funk starts arguing with the ref, allowing Dangerously to toss a chair into the ring, which Hot Stuff picks up, nailing Terry in the back before pile-driving him onto it. Gilbert then walks around to all four corners for the win. Three and four. Pile-driver chair thing. Cool. Post-match, Paul E. grabs the mic to celebrate the King of Philadelphia. No. But says he has a surprise for everyone. Cheesesteaks on the house. There isn't just one Gilbert brother here, meaning Eddie. Yeah. There's not just two. What? Meaning Dark Patriot, who's Doug. Okay. There's three. Freddie Gilbert. And it's the ref that was in the ring. It's not really Kevin Christian. I, I I was watching this and I was like, I can't hear him for shit. So I put on the closed caption and it just said, indistinct. So I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to let Matt figure this out for me. And, you know, Speaking I'm glad I didn't look language. into it too hard because this is pretty dumb. It's very dumb. <laughs> Todd Gordon hits the ring and fires Freddy on the spot. He didn't have a job. He wasn't even, he wasn't, because he, he's not Chris Christensen. He's Freddy. But dangerously knocks out Gordon with his cell phone. Funk's finally back up, and he goes after hot stuff, 
but Gilbert bells and heads back to the locker room. Terry then takes the mic and mumbles something, including that he touched all four corners as we go to black. Yeah, I couldn't understand anything he said. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sillier than I expected, is what I'm going to say. Because that's I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, Matt might know. But he did. You did. Yeah, Dusty Road somewhere was saying, that's, that's a good show. <laughs> yeah, that's a finish. <laughs> so I ask you gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts? Of Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular. I got four words for you. Single leg shotgun drop kick. Spot of the night. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> so pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely an improvement from the last one. I agree. I think the last match is also where it shines. Yeah. Two uh, guys that... They've, they've been doing this for a while. Yeah. First few matches were just pointless, meaningless shit. I mean, I don't know. Um, it's Jimmy Snuka. He's very, he's always watchable, but he's not necessarily like as fun as he normally is here. But he's, I thought it was nice of him to like take a beating in a second match and, you know, put some, put some shine on the other guy, even though he won with heel tactics. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those cases, at least for me anyways, where it's just somebody past their prime that... Yeah, he'd taken too many. He still looks incredible. He still looks incredible, yeah. But yeah, there's only 650 people just... there. What do you expect him to do? I know. He even thought Crush had uh, brains made of busted pineapple. <laughs> Snuka. <laughs> uh, heavy pulp. <laughs> Juiced, strained. <laughs> exactly. Blended, frozen, crushed. Shaved. And this is only 1993. Watch, th- watch the documentary. 365. <laughs> 350. Three, is it 350? Yeah. Okay, whatever. It's, it's a fun watch, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all around, the show is better. This EC, ECW show is better than the last one that we watched. The Battle of the Belts. Was that right? Yeah. yeah. I'll go with... I mean, I think this is a but better show, but I think I liked the... Coming the off of finish last on the week's show, where it was... All hail the gloriousness of the King of the Ring... You know, the, the Red Heart show? Like, you can't, I mean, you can't, you, you can't. You can't compare no, that, uh, WWF, mean, WCW, This is just WCW. a I'm not trying to compare point. by any means, but yeah. there, it just, you went from as far as the, our the highs and greatness of that one, and then it was like, all right, well, let me try and find something. No, I don't like this. No, I don't like this. All right, well, these guys are assholes that just came down and took the top off of some girl that nobody knew her name of. <laughs> yeah. Don't like that. And then it finally started to pick up a little bit from there with more humorous spots, at least for me. The Apple thing was funny. Terry Funk on the mic was fun. Joey Styles was nice. I mean, I had more fun doing a deep dive to figure out who the Dark Patriot 2 was. <laughs> more fun doing that than actually watching that match. So, I, I don't think I'm going to be a fan of Dark Patriot 2, should he ever <laughs> show, <laughs> show his face again. again. I mean, show his mask again. I, I mean, agreed. I, th- I We're right there, I think, all in agreement. This still not the ECW that we remember or in my case love yeah but they're making they're small there's their increments in, yeah improving i mean like that six man ta- like like i said well that six man tag i expected was it to, much better i expected not write any notes down for that and then i wrote notes down for it was a much better match i mean there was some storytelling in it with the two guys dropping off the mat and you know the guy being like, "Oh, I'm in the ring. Oh, my back's hurt. Let me tag back." Like so also the two big guys uh, w- finished the match with like pretty high spots for big guys. Exactly. 
We got so, like a weird flip flip senton thing, and I think had I known who Inzaguri, uh, the Rock and Rebel, and the not the Hitman guy were before this show, I probably would have had a different opinion of it. But it just there was too much of of those guys that I had never heard of before. Which, having to which come down there and do more and more understandable stuff. completely. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's again compared to the the previous show uh, or the previous ECW show, it was uh, a definite overall step improvement. Up. Yeah. I mean, hell, even just Sandman getting new gear was it made it a, a more enjoyable show for me. Yeah, yeah. Anything to not have him wear like dolphin skin to the ring. Yeah, uh, save that shit for Rob Van Dam. Yeah, and as far as the chain match goes, uh, I. Considering it was a room with 650 people in it, like I thought it was pretty good. And that's mm-hmm. coming from anti-strap match Mike. Save that name for next so. week. <laughs> now I'm Dark Patriot uh, number three. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right. Fuck you. I think it's time we smark it up. Give me at least one good thing that you liked on this show. Oh. I can give you like three or four actually. Yeah. Single... Like single drop. leg shotgun <laughs> drop kick. I don't know if that's a best moment. I mean, it's a, I mean, fun, it's a funny moment. I feel like I've said a bunch of, uh, or not a bunch, but a handful of, I've had some praises. I think that if anybody needs to give a praise, to me, the, <laughs> it's the guy that's not looking at me like he doesn't have any. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to probably give away who my best performer is with this comment, hmm. but it's all the people who do commentary. Yeah. The commentary makes this show. Terry Funk was fun as hell. I mean, you get you go from Polly Yowza, Yowza, Yowza. You go from Polly yeah. to Terry Funk uh-huh. to Joey Styles. I Debut mean probably, Joey Styles. Probably the worst commentary was probably on the main event, but the main event was also the best match. The best match. Yeah. So it's like the main event speaks for itself. Exactly. Yeah, the main event like you don't really need anybody to be talking because it's Terry Funk. And you Eddie know, Gilbert and LB, Eddie Gilbert, doing, and there's a chain in between the two of them. Yeah. Like, there's not really anything that needs to be said. Because I mean, as soon as Joey Styles came on the mic, I was just like, "Oh, cool! Yes, yeah." I was very excited. Like, he breathed like life he into literally it. just like he went his first his first words were attacking Todd Gordon, and I was just like, "All right, <laughs> we're on track." He, he he already has his gimmick. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's not the Joey Styles that we. No, but he's he's not not that guy. Yeah, he's not. He has he's it's not. This is a great start is <laughs> for him performance wise. Yeah, best moments for me, like I'd have to agree with the debut of Joey Styles. Uh, the in ring stuff, it just didn't register with me as much as it did for you guys. I'm I'm more old school and like what I like and. I shouldn't say that because I like the new school shit too sometimes. But um, just, this one just didn't, it didn't register like with me just shows. yet. Yeah, I'm not a big bingo. Show, I'm not a big fan guy. of the bingo hall. I normally I'm, I think that I'm harder on like I want all the on bigger shows than I am on smaller shows just because I'm like well they're trying. I mean there's no, there's nothing wrong with not liking this because I mean uh, yeah. I didn't love the yeah. show by any means. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm more of a fan of this one than I was. Of the last one, so I can only hope that it continues to get, you know, just one more plus with each show. Keep turning it up. Maybe we'll hit eleven by ninety-four. This show was more of an, or more of a potato than an apple. (laughs) Sorry, that was my my favorite commentary thing. It's more (laughs) blanched than fried. Okay. 
<laughs> How about most disappointing? I hated the ending of the main event. Yeah, I didn't know what happened, so I really couldn't have an opinion on it. But after you said it out loud, I was like, well, that stinks. It, it was very, very dumb. Like, Convoluted for no reason. Yeah. Just to have, just have the ref not see it and mm-hmm. and then yeah. you know do the finish, but then to like jump on the mic and be like, ha ha, that's not Kevin Christian. That's yeah. a Gilbert brother. I'm like, it, did it matter if it was a Gilbert brother? Like any ref could have missed Funk not touching the fourth corner. Yeah, and it happens all the time because it's the nature of wrestling. That's wrestling. Yeah. Exactly. That's what, yeah, that's what angles have been built on since fucking... Since they were doing this uh, on dirt in a circus. And I don't know where I fall on the nudity. Yeah, like, I mean, it is what it is. It's, I mean, it's should, the 90s, I, should it's we be disappointed wild. that, like... As long as, as, long, yeah, show as, long as to, that girl knew that that was going to happen and she agreed to it, then it kind of... Was it, it planned? It is what it is. Like, I'm was sure, she supposed to have something on underneath I'm it? sure it was yeah. probably or planned. Was I assume it was planned, too. But here's, the, but here's the thing. You know as a promoter, like, there's literally a 12-year-old kid in the front row. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you should do? I mean, it's the 90s. None of it should have happened. And that's why we love it so much. I know. <laughs> like, it's, Look how freaked out people in the 2000s got when I mean, people it, got shown on TV. It's less, uh, it's less scummy than Homeboy from Girls Gone Wild, so there's that. <laughs> I mean... Technically, the worst part of that whole thing was that it was two dudes just ran out and ripped her shirt. It would have been better if the yeah. girls did it for yeah. sure. But also, they would have like, no reason very, to do it. It was very cringy. It was yeah, yeah it was really cringy because it was one of those things like, oh, those girls didn't want to get their shirt pulled off. Here's a girl that we probably paid for this, and she knows it. But it's like they didn't. There was no reason for anybody to pull her shirt off. It just mm-hmm. happened because yeah. they needed it to happen because they used that to sell tickets. I'd imagine to their you know three hundred. There were 400 casual or like fans that you yeah. know might have brought a friend to get to 650. So I mean, you know, as far as the nudity thing goes, as long as everybody ag- agreed to it, it is what it is. But we're gonna see a lot of it as time goes on doing this show, and that's kind of like my hardline stance. It's like, yo, if they didn't, if you legitimately did it, ripped it off, and they didn't know you were gonna do that, then that's fucked. Mm-hmm. But if not, then it's. The 90s, and that's what ECW was selling themselves on. And as long as it was talked about beforehand, it is what it is. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Anything else disappointing? Joey Styles made my heart grow two sizes well, that's bigger. Not, that's not disappointing though. No, I'm just saying that like that was that was a huge highlight. Yeah, yeah I can't think of. I mean, I'm sure if I flip through my pages, I can find something. <laughs> but nothing sticking out. No. Okay. No. Let's move on to best performer of it. The boot on Sandman's leg when he did the single leg shotgun dropkick. <laughs> the uh, the uh, the apple post the bite that was taken out of it. I mean, actually, going back to bed, they set that up with the dude biting the apple in the one match. Uh huh. Because I was just all like, "What is this?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like the next match. The apple comes into play, and I was just so like, they completely set that up. Yeah. So I was just like, all right, cool. We're we're doing something here. And I it mean, gave us the best long, best Terry Funk line of the whole night, which there was plenty of. I mean, I kind of already said who my best performers of the night. It was the four commentators. I, yeah. I think, I think were, Funk Gilbert were good again here. I actually like the Battle of the Belts match better. I did I, too. I agree. I like this 
show better, I guess. But if the, I ever the overall shows better, but yeah, the, the main event was better. Was better about yeah, definitely yeah. better. This one's one not those. bad, but it's not. The other one was definitely better. Anything surprising? Joey, Joey S didn't didn't know it. Yeah, Joey showing up. That I, I don't know. I knew he showed up in '93, but I didn't know that it was, you know, this show and basically right out of the gate. I didn't expect him to yeah. be as good as he was, considering this. This was like they're like in, you know introducing blah blah blah. Like Joey they even said it was his first time. And then the fact that two random women walked down to the ring that nobody seemed to know who they were really. And no one and, in, t- in history knows yeah. who they are either. No, no explanations whatsoever. It's just this you know, mysterious. Blonde girl who hairsprays Sandman or Angel. I'm hoping that's her name. I hope I didn't get the wrong name. Yeah, I mean, she might not even know her name. <laughs> Making their way to the ring. It's trivia time. Uh, what do we got now? Earthquake. <laughs> Sorry. That counts as your answer. You are wrong, hopefully. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he hasn't even introed it yet. So this week, the category is What Happened When? What Happened When? So I will give you a show, and you will give me the main event. Okay. All right. If you can give me the answer without multiple choice, it's worth five points. If we have to go to the, the choices, it goes down to three. Okay. The show... Was Clash of the Champions twenty one? Clash of the Champions twenty one. I know that's after our twenty twenty, which was a great show that I loved. Clash of the Champions twenty one. Thinking, I'm not gonna guess because I uh, will wait for multiple choice if it's an option. Part of me wants to guess, but do I want to do it? You know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna do it. Okay. Clash of Champions 21, the main event was Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes versus Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas. I got it! He's correct. What are you, what are you looking at? Make sure I didn't put the answer <laughs> oh, on the page. Man, good poll. Good pull. You earned all five of those fucking points. Woo! Damn, dog. He did. The Mad Mad's face <laughs> was like looking at me, and he was like, this, this, did he cheat somehow? No, I just Good. had to think back Good. after. Jesus, man. I'm never I was trying to remember show. which one it has Barry screaming at the end from the ring. <sighs> like, it was one of the clashes. I just couldn't remember if it was 20 My or God. 21. Very Incredible Good. pull. Incredible pull. After hey. three weeks of no one getting one right. Um, you went out with a fucking bang, Jesus. That's right. Got her did. Color me impressed. Next week, Monday Night Raw from June 21st, 1993. This one I actually think is live in a real place. It and is. not just like the one place they're always at. I can't remember what it's called. They're not at the Manhattan Center. No, not at the Manhattan Center. They're up in Poughkeepsie. 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 I assume Poughkeepsie is the upstate New York. I believe so. It's got a name. I don't know New York geography. We're in the hillbilly part of New York, I'd imagine. (laughs) Music from this week's show is Speed Zone by First Calm Music. And Eddie Gilbert won the main event, so we're going to play his theme music, Hot Stuff. 
by Donna Summer. Ah, there's the second time we get Donna Summer in, yeah. uh, in on this show. Last what? time was Eddie Gibbard as well. Oh, well, no, doesn't she all didn't she also sing at a WWF show? No, that was Aretha no. Franklin. I remember Aretha Franklin, but I think Donna Summer or no. there was okay. There was another like disco type star. Shaka Khan. No. I, don't really <laughs> I can't remember. I can but picture, it it I can picture her jacket. But if you like this show or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. You can always email us at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, recipes. Give me some recipes. We're going to New York. Mm, I got we, one we, for... We think upstate New York, yeah. so... Hell, give me give me any New York recipe. I got one for next time Hogan shows up. Okay. Boiled hot dog, mustard ketchup, white bun. Hmm. Right. You know, because he weighs <laughs> red and yellow are the colors, and uh, the hot dog is orange like he is. You got to boil it so it keeps with, its color. Go, just go with a Cheeto crusted chicken. Oh, okay. What about a uh, some you know pasta mania? Or that foreshadowing. I mean, you guys are coming up with like, all these things like you're looking forward to the return of Hogan, and I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm glad he's gone. No, we take the pasta <laughs> and we stick it through the uh, hot dogs and boil it. Now you, I gotcha. You have you this, ketchup you have, you have the, this fascination ketchup. with hot dogs and stuff in the middle of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Were you a fan of Limp Biscuit? No. Chocolate oh, starfish nice. and hot dog flavored water. No, I always got mad when my friends made me listen to that while we played Smash Brothers. I was like, can we just put on put on your Smashing Pumpkin CD? But they like the angry stuff, man. Hmm? I mean, this was the time to break stuff. So. Yeah. But if you don't like email, you can always hit us up on Twitter at WrestlingHistoX. That's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. We'll talk to you next week. Later.